Welcome back to the PCP. Uh, just remembering back to when I got my first job in an engineering consulting office. I was on my first cooperative work term and I was hired to do materials testing. So uh, mainly road construction materials and uh, concrete. And I had an interesting first day. I forgot to bring my letter of uh, acceptance of the position with me. And I uh, couldn't remember exactly the name of the person who super, who actually hired me. I guessed at it, and the engineer uh, who came to the front desk to talk to me got very angry, thinking I was uh, some guy trying to scam his way into the office. Um, where this uh, office was located, I guess there was a number of transient people. It was also in a different city. Um, my dad actually had uh, worked out a, a room sharing deal uh, with me for me. Um, I actually lived in a closet for a bit. <laughs> it was, uh, I think, what you call an illegal uh, buy suite. It was in the basement and it was like a closet. And I had access to the kitchen and stuff. Uh, so when I start for, started first learning how to cook, I just made like basic stir fries and eating it with rice or just making sandwiches to bring to work. Uh, and, uh, you know, I worked with two other, uh, full-time lab techs, uh, and the younger of the pair, uh, we'll call him, uh, uh, Big C, monster of a man, just absolutely ripped, short. You can imagine like a dwarf, but with, um, shorter cropped hair very friendly with me. Uh, he eventually went on uh, field uh, field work and left with the older gentleman. We'll call him Dick. And Dick was a kid at heart. Like his mustache and his hair had gone completely white. Uh, but every day we had Slurpees. There was a 7-Eleven across the street. So we actually ate quite a few meals from there. I. Uh, that's when I got my first taste of Korean uh, instant noodles, and I've always been fond of them, even though they are terrible for you. There's an incredible amount of salt, and uh, if the noodles are fried, they're really bad for you. But I would have one of those and sandwiches with uh, butt ends of, uh, of deli meats uh, they would sell at the local co-op. Um, that's another thing I learned. Uh, they didn't have Seibon foods uh, at the time when I was down there. Instead, they had co-op. And uh, opposite to that, in Edmonton, uh, they didn't have co-op. We do have one or two now. They, they're not really making any inroads, I think. Uh, but we have Savon Foods. It was quite odd. And uh, Richard, you know, he liked to joke around. But, you know, but we worked hard. Um, I learned not to dick around at work. I got yelled at a lot by other uh, older engineers and uh, attending my station. Uh, I was very weak. I had to use a Marshall hammer, uh, which is really uh, a shaft with a flattened end and there's a weight 50 or 75 pounds. And you have to raise it to an adequate height, let it drop uh, to hammer um, Asphalt, puck, asphalt in a mold 50 to 75 times depending on the type of texture and uh, at first I 
could barely do it. I was probably still about 120 pounds, uh, soaking wet, and I was tiring out. And I wasn't you know, the first uh, couple weeks. You know, my pucks were not properly hammered. You know, I got a little bit of a probably stern talking to you to get get it going. And over time, you know, I, I was able to do it <clears throat> really consistently. I put on I think 20 pounds of muscle. So in spite of all the crap I was eating, like uh, I was burning through it, it was actually good. I think I put easily 10 to 20 pounds of muscle on because of that job. Uh, There's one day we uh, had it, we called it an ignition oven, <coughs> excuse me, ignition oven, where we test the, the oil content through combustion uh, in asphalt, which was much nicer than the old... Uh, Perk test, perk, uh, perk, perkethylene, which is uh, the fluid they use to um, dry clean. Uh, it's generally been uh, a regulated way. There's only a few uh, places that still use it because it can create tremendous environmental damage, uh, and you know it does have potential human uh, health effects in the, as as a potential carcinogen. But at the time, the they had just gotten the ignition oven. They hadn't uh, wired the exhaust properly. So in the beginning, uh, when the ash will burn, it would just fill the whole room, the separate room, with layer of soot and ash, and which I had to sweep every day. Eventually, uh, Dick got it uh, hooked up, and it would blow outside, uh, unfiltered, actually. Uh, there was one time uh, we had all this excess oil, uh, uh, ash... Um, tar oil they used to make the asphalt and we were cleaning up and uh, once we had Dick had gotten it uh, hooked up properly he said and we I, I had a good way of getting rid of this stuff dumped it in a pan threw it in the oven and lit her up and there was a plume of black smoke coming out of our building uh, no one reported us no one called the police <laughs> we got lucky there um, in any case the so the testing for the ignition, we would uh, lay out the asphalt into you know different uh, kind of rack of trays and set it in there and burn it. Uh, we'd weigh it before and after, and that would be the mass of the oil inside uh, that the asphalt we had burned. So we would have to you know put a, a probe thermometer in to you know, let it cool down to an appropriate temperature before uh, uh, sieving, and you know determine the grade of uh, degradation curve for the, the soil used so rocks sand pebbles silt that kind of thing uh, one time I was walking side by side with Richard and uh, you know the probe like it was just about to be cooled off so he pulled the probe out you know I was looking at him for some reason he looked at me he got this mischievous grin and he put the side of the probe against me I was like ah! what the hell dick right He's like, oh, sorry, sorry, and, he, and then he burned himself, right? <laughs> uh, you know, if other people might probably would have reported him, but uh, you know, it left a small scar. I, I know he was joking around and didn't do any, da you know, lasting damage and stuff, right? That was the only time he did it. He was just messing around, like I said, kid at heart. Um, and uh, you know, he made me. Uh, I'm just trying to remember the test where I had to grind this clay material down. I couldn't take down to completely the powder. It took me hours. 
and now they don't do that test anymore. They have a machine, I think, to grind up the the fine material to determine um, content of clay and I think moisture content, things like something like that. It's this is like oh, over twenty years ago now, and you know, and Dick made me do it just like just so I knew like how things used to be and to be grateful with the new methods now which were less time consuming less manually intensive you know i never did any more work um uh with soils of that type um or with any road construction materials but it was a good intro especially at the beginning of my engineering career um i learned quite a bit from dick and from big c whenever i saw him uh i didn't interact much with uh the supervising engineer, a lady engineer too, actually. Uh, I remember uh, we went to Julio's uh, on the last day of my my term before I went back to school. And you know, it was a job I actually like. I I interviewed very badly uh, at that time. I was really terrible. I think I'm a little bit better now. I think I've mentioned. But you know, a lot of people turned down that job, and you know, I actually got paid pretty poorly too because I. Uh, Krusty actually got a similar job, but I think he worked longer hours. He worked, uh, um, he got more, a higher wage than I did for a similar job. I think he was in the field a bit. Uh, but it was a great learning experience. And actually, um, when I relate more about the co my cooperative work terms, like I always seem to get the, la the last job, the ass end of, uh, the pool when no one else wanted but I learned quite a bit from everything um, and I, I like to call it humbling experience but you know this is coming from me and I actually have been told I'm a bit uh, narcissistic but not in the I guess classic kind of way but there's like a um, can't remember the full definition of narcissism but I know I, I can be a bit self-centered um, a bit egotistic and why else would I be doing this podcast if I didn't have a little bit of those traits? But, you know, it, it's a lot of engineers kind of get full of themselves, and I think I had enough jobs, enough interactions, you know, to keep me on the straight and narrow, like, um, to continue to keep me on that path. You know, like my father, my old man, always told me, you know, there's always, you know, you're never as good as you think you are. Some would say this kind of abuse in a way, but it also kind of kept my head straight, right? There's always more to learn. There's always ways to be better, right? Always things to strive for. Uh, just a little more tidbits. I got my first speeding ticket, actually, uh, there. Because I was I used to grab samples from actual road uh, construction. And I did. I was just speeding a little bit over on the spot control because I thought, you know, there's no cops here. And... I passed by an RCMP on just outside the city. I saw him turn the lights and come around, and I pulled aside, and you know he was really nice about it, right? You know, he still gave me the ticket, but he reduced it. Uh, but he said, you know, he did admit to me everyone speeds, and it just luck whether or not you get caught, luck whether or not you know the officer decides to give you a ticket, and. Uh, Dick gave me holy hell when I told him about it. Uh, you know, losing a bit of money. I also remember I uh, blowing quite a bit of money. I think four hundred dollars at the time. That's 
quit it now, probably five, six hundred bucks on uh, the remastered uh, uh, Super Dimensional Fortress Macross uh, DVD, which I think I loaned out to someone and I've never got back. But now it's everywhere on, you know, uh, anime streaming services and stuff. But, you know, you didn't know back in the day. It's one of my favorites uh, growing up. Uh, there was a bomb threat actually called in one day. Uh, there was across the street, there was a, a bus shelter. And uh, I worked, uh, you know, generally I worked, I had overtime, right? And I had to track every hour and stuff. But that week I was kind of like, you know, I have enough hours. I'm going to go home now while they deal with the building situation across the street. And thankfully, I was just a bag of trash, right? And I, But I remember thinking at the time, it's like, well, uh, if I don't hear anything in the news, you know, either I'll come back and then the building will be have partially burned, demolished, and I won't have a job, or, you know, it'll be there and I'll still need to work. It was still there, so I still needed to work. Uh, and there was a bakery mm, about a kilometer away. And uh, this office location, they, they moved since. Uh, this office was close to uh, the Bow River, uh, close to Memorial Trail. And I actually never ran it. I, I was always ready to start because I was working in the summer. I was very distracted a lot of the time uh, by the female joggers. Now, being a younger male and all, but younger male with no skills to pick up women, still continues to this day. And there was one time I was driving at night, and Calgary has a lot more one ways uh, than Edmonton. Edmonton is doing away quite a bit of them. It's when I feel left. Calgary still had them then. I think still maintains them now. And I remember turning um, to try to go downtown on a road I wasn't familiar with and I think it was under the Center Street Bridge and like the it was actually they have direction control and it was actually against me and I was like whoops and I had the back <laughs> as traffic was coming perpendicular to me uh, from my term uh, so the engineer who actually uh, yelled at me uh, the first my first day, he actually borrowed me one day, and I, you know the first thing he asked was like you know if I could drive stick and it's like, and uh, at that time like I actually just learned how to drive manual manual transmission, and old beat up uh, Honda Accord, you know tighter than today's subcompacts even, completely rusted out but it was incredible motor smooth. You know, only four speed, but she could still do all right. I said, yeah, so I tell this engineer. So, you know, it takes me and, you know, we take one of the company trucks to this golf course. And, like, he had golfed the other day and, you know, he'd been responsible. Didn't drive his vehicle home. Uh, he'd taken a taxi home. And he asked me to drive the work truck back. And the work truck was manual. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So, so uh, you know, like, I, you know, I was familiar with cars, but at this point I hadn't driven many trucks, so you know, it got going, right, and I was noticing every time I accelerated, right, I seemed to be fighting against something, and every time I came to a stop, right, you know the truck try, you know, just powered right down and almost stalled out and I was about to get onto the Deerfoot major uh, highway, freeway 
within Calgary. And I was like, I better figure this out before it's gone. And he actually pulled up beside me. He's like, you know, is there anything wrong? And I said, oh, no, I got it figured out. I said, uh, probably unconvincingly, just lying to him. Again, at this point, like, you know, I've only had a couple interactions with them, and I, they were not positive. So, you know, before I turned on to Deerfoot, I was looking around, and I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the parking brake? So, in cars, there's usually a hand lever parking brake from the ones I, I was used to driving. In a truck, it's actually a foot pedal. This one was on the left-hand side, and I was like, wait a minute. And I saw a light with a big P I missed earlier. And I was like, and once, you know, I stomped on it and it popped off, I'm like, there we go. So, another thing I learned from that job. Uh, yeah, summary, like I, I worked, gained, uh, gained some muscle, learned how to test concrete. And we actually did materials testing in a class. And I said, you know, in my... When some of my, one of my moments of private was, oh, I got this right. And I kept breaking the cap. And I, uh, as I was busting it out of the mold, right? And my friends like, I thought you knew how to do this, John. And, but they used, in lab, in our university lab, they used a yellow uh, capping compound, which is actually much weaker than the gray capping compound used in the consulting firm, right? So I had to be a lot more gentle. But once I could figure it out, it was, it was good. Uh, we did uh, shear tests and stuff. I actually never did that in uh, my work there. And triaxial uh, flow tests, testing the permeability of soil. Oh, and the shear machine, the one we had at the university was pretty old, right? And it actually had some bare capacitors and stuff. And, uh, you know, the lab tech might have said something. I maybe ignored him, didn't hear him. But I remember, uh, and I was friends with Beardsley at this point, and um, with the girl, um, we'll call her M. Uh, Beardsley came with all sorts of nicknames for her classmates, uh, and for, for M, uh, called her the Penguin. Kind of rude, uh, so we'll just call her M. So they were standing opposite me on this machine, and I remember brushing against the capacitor. And I remember, like I, it set off all my nerves. So I actually gripped the table, and I could feel my heart skip a beat or two. And and M and, and Beardsley saw this, and they're like, you know, John went up and he just made this stupid looking face, like, and he's kind of whispered, like, I think I shot myself, right? And they just <laughs> laughed at me. I'm like. It's not funny. And they just laughed harder. At, uh, sorry, I'm rambling a bit now. Yeah, my, my time. The funny thing was um, the company I did, the consulting engineering company uh, I did this lab testing work at, um, eventually, uh, actually, I worked for a different company, but that one got bought out by the mega corporation that owned that consulting company as well. And I actually ran into Dick. Um, he had had a heart attack in between the time uh, uh, the two jobs I worked. Uh, he gotten better. I actually sent him a little pocket knife as thank you, and he said he had, he had received it right, and he really liked it. And I ran to the uh, the other older engineer, and um, I think he was surprised to see me, you know. And I 
didn't make much of it. It was just like, you know, I was there. Uh, at that time, I was doing um, quality control work and I was instructing and stuff. But it's funny, like, how, uh, you know, how small the world can be. And as a, a senior engineer from uh, Georgia told me, uh, engineering consulting is incestuous. And with that, I will uh, end this one. Uh, thank you again for listening. This was recorded in the middle of February of 2021. And I'll catch you on the next one.